Hi guys, this is episode number one of the Creativity Podcast. This is something that I've been thinking about doing for a long time, and I'm finally getting around to it. So I'm hoping in this podcast to be covering a whole bunch of different things related to music production, uh, playing the instrument, some gear. I- I'm a drummer, composer, producer. My name's Jonathan Casanova, by the way. But I'm also very interested in things that other artists do. I'm fascinated by comedians and visual artists and all kinds of art and creators. So I think I probably won't limit this podcast to just music and drums, but I'm going to start there because that's what I know and that's what I can talk about definitively right now. And in an effort to get this podcast started, along with some things I'm doing on YouTube and some other uh, things on uh, various places on the web. So a little bit about me. I have been teaching for about 10 years, give or take. I actually started really, really young, but steadily for almost the past 10 years. And I teach around 40 students a week privately and have been doing that for several years. Um, I started playing at a really young age and played professionally for a bunch of years, and I do a lot of recording out of my studio. Uh, It's kind of my specialty right now is as a studio drummer. And um, I'm just a student of of music and of the drums in general. And uh, today's topic is going to be on double bass. And double bass is something that I've been playing for many, many years. And I did a master class today with a few of my students, uh, about double bass, kind of beginning double bass. And the thing that I wanted to talk about specifically, double bass and its uses in various musical genres. I listen to a lot of drum podcasts and listen to a lot of different kinds of podcasts, but specifically on drum podcasts and, uh, and in articles and in various places uh, around the web, I frequently hear people referring to double bass is primarily a technique that one would use in heavy metal. And I feel like that's a real kind of misconception and sort of limited way of thinking. So I just wanted to talk about that a little bit today and share some of my thoughts on that. I've seen other people sort of try to articulate, well, you know, why is double bass, you know, strictly for metal? I don't really get it. In my master class today, the thing that I started with was a black and white video from 1957 of Louis Belson, the big band drummer, playing double bass. Now, I don't know for certain if Louis Belson was the very first uh, double bass drummer. You know, maybe, maybe not, probably not. But he certainly was one of the early pioneers, one of the early people to make it popular. And I remember as a kid seeing him on television, uh, probably this would have probably been in the 80s, and just seeing him playing with a big band with these double bass and just being like, wow, what is he doing? You know, just being fascinated with it and trying to figure out a way to record uh, the uh, the sound off the television so that I could, you know, go back and lis- listen to it and figure out what he was doing. But the point is, you know, if you look back, you know, to, to 1957, um, this black and white footage of him killing the double bass and doing all this cool stuff, um, it gives us a new perspective that that perhaps uh, double bass is not just for 
for heavy metal. So I moved on in my master class today after showing them a couple of other uh, clips with Louis Belson playing some in the 90s and, you know, little with, with, with actual color, things like that. Um, we checked out um, Hot for Teacher from uh, Van Halen in the 80s, which was, of course, a huge hit for them. Um, so now you have double bass in, you know, in the pop world, which is what that music was at that time. Uh, we checked out um, uh, Quadrant 4 from Billy Cobham, and we checked out uh, a little bit of Space Boogie from Simon Phillips. I had the uh, honor of doing a master class with Simon Phillips uh, many years ago, and he explained uh, the beat for uh, Space Boogie, and that was really cool. Um, let's see. We also looked at um, Steve, a little bit of Steve Smith. Uh, Steve Smith has certainly used double bass in a lot of different genres as well, and um, has been another uh, person that I went to have gone to clinics to through the years, and have definitely taught me a lot of things about double bass and a lot of unique ways to use double bass. And then I also played them uh, a song that I did. I have a project called Giant One, and uh, I released a song in 2015 or 16 called Ebb and Flow. If you want to check it out, it's on uh, it's on iTunes or Spotify or wherever. But it's Giant Number one, Giant and a Number One Giant Giant One, and the song is called Ebb and Flow. And it's kind of a pop, you know, kind of indie pop with a little funk kind of vibe to it, but it has a, a, a sort of slow 16th note pattern. And it's just what came out when I when I wrote the song. And it worked in the song. I, it was one of the building elements of the song. So, so far we have, we have big band jazz. Of course, we have, you know, various kinds of rock and roll. Of course, we have some amazing double bass players in, in all different kinds of, uh, in all genres of metal, all the sub-genres of metal. Um, fusion, uh, some great, great, uh, players in fusion. I think double bass right now is a little bit, it's kind it's kind of fallen a little bit out of favor in the mainstream, in my opinion, because, um, one of the things that's really hot right now is, is working on just your right foot, making your right foot really, really fast and trying to achieve as much as you can with your, with just a single bass. Um, and that's, and that is really, really cool. It's something that I'm working on as well. And and I totally, you know, as you can push the boundaries of one foot, then, of course, you can push the boundaries of, of both feet together. So I think that's a, a really cool pursuit. But right now, it's, you know, it, it you know everything ebbs and flows. Everything uh, goes in and out of popularity. Um, you know, big kits, little kits, trashy cymbals or crystally, you know, sounding cymbals. Uh, ringy toms, dead toms, big bass drums, little bass drums, small hi-hats, big hi-hats. You know, I've seen a lot of these things go in and out of favor, you know, like guitar as an instrument, you know, sometimes it's really, really popular in, in modern culture and sometimes it's not. So the same thing, of course, applies with something like double bass. And um, it'll take like, you know, somebody really, really cool coming along uh, and incorporating it in something a little more mainstream for it to be like super cool again, but it will happen. I would bet a hundred dollars on it. So if anybody wants to take that bet, uh, hit me up. So, <laughs> but my point is, you know, as an instrument, just like right now, you know, hybrid kits are all are all the rage. You know, everybody has a hybrid kit. Everybody has electronics, 
on their on their kit, you know, and with their uh, with their Acrolyte and their you know cool custom made bass drum or whatever. So you know, the same thing will happen with double bass. Every, a lot of people still use a double pedal, of course. That's that's what I use most of the time. But um, I w- want to just drop the idea out there that double bass can be used in a lot of different kinds of genres in a lot of different ways in very creative ways that don't have to be just you know what we typically think of as a heavy metal setting or speed metal setting or something like that and you know when you look back of course like what Belson was doing with it was of course more in a solo context you know he wasn't playing it as far as I know um, as much in the context of in with big band music while he was actually playing the songs although I think he did pepper fills with double bass here and there. Uh, but, you know, that's just one teeny example of, of a whole bunch of different genres. And um, I, was, I was proud of the work that I did on Ebb and Flow because I felt like it was a kind of a funky, groovy kind of song. The double bass is subtle in there, but it's, it's throughout the whole and just about the whole entire song, or at least through the verse section. So maybe I'll drop that. Maybe I'll drop that in uh, since I have 100% legal right to do that. It's my song. <laughs> so maybe I'll drop some of that in uh, on the tail end of this uh, of this podcast. But I'm hoping that this discussion will maybe get some people thinking about the fact that double bass does not just strictly have to be for you know for heavy metal. And I think it's kind of gotten pigeonholed into that. And I think that's kind of a ridiculous concept. It's sort of like you know say, saying that you know. Um, ride cymbals are just for jazz. I mean, all it is, all it is, is you know, it's just a, an extra bass drum. It's really what we choose to do with it, and so that's something that I'm hoping that some of you listening out there will start to think about and explore, and maybe break some new ground with. It's something that I'm going to be working on. I'm going to be thinking about ways that I can use double bass in more in whatever it is I'm doing in more you know if it's a more mainstream context or if it's um whatever whatever I may be doing if I'm writing uh new kinds of music but I'm going to be looking for opportunities to to see if double bass might fit in with whatever it is I'm doing and I also might do some videos about that specifically some videos that say, hey, here are some things to think about. You know, here's some ways you can use double bass patterns that aren't necessarily uh, the ways that we've thought about in the past, a little bit thinking outside of the box. And uh, so if you guys have any ideas about that, let me know. This podcast, I'm going to try as much as possible to have a general idea in mind about what it is I want to talk about and sort of go a little bit stream of consciousness but hopefully it will be informative and fairly concise, you know, as I'm, as I'm talking. The length is going to vary greatly. But if you like this idea that I'm talking about so far uh, and you would like to hear some more, please let me know as well as please subscribe to this podcast. I would love to hear some of your thoughts on double bass, on maybe on creative ways that you use double bass If you have a video on YouTube or if you just want to reach out via email or if you want to send me a message, any of those are fine just to say, hey, you know, I've thought about this too or I'm trying to do some different things with double bass or how about you might just think, nope, you know what, 
Double bass should only be in heavy metal. That's the only place that it should be. You know, get with the times. Uh, my main website is jcazmusic.com, J-C-A-Z-M-U-S-I-C, jcazmusic.com. And you can hit me up at jc at jcazmusic.com if you like. Um, I'm all over the web, so I'm pretty easy to find if you just put in my name or I'm the studio drummer on YouTube. And by the way, if you are not on Instagram as a drummer, you should definitely get on Instagram. There's a great, fantastic community of drummers on Instagram, uh, really supportive of each other. Some great videos and photos and cool stuff uh, happening and being made. Um, one of the things that really uh, helped put a fire under me, and uh, there's been a lot of things on Instagram that have inspired me, so definitely check out the drum community, some of the people that I follow on Instagram. Again, I'm the studio drummer on Instagram. But what are your opinions about, about double bass? I think it's just an extra instrument that you play with your left foot that doesn't have to be tied to any genre. And quite honestly, I've been a little bit surprised at some of the people that I admire and listen to who have sort of seemingly just written it off as a heavy metal uh, thing, you know. So a little bit surprised about that, especially with this rich history we have in fusion music um, of, of great double bass players like Simon Phillips and Steve Smith and Billy Cobham and all these, all these great guys. So, guys, let me know what you think. I hope you enjoyed listening to this, and um, hopefully having my voice in your ear will make your day a little bit better. I'm all about positivity and all about trying to just share cool information with people, and I hope to talk to you soon. Fly, fly, fly.